Hey guys, my name is Scott Niemeyer and I'm the lead pastor of High Point Church in Friendswood, Texas. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We believe that church is not just an event you attend, it is a family that you belong to. We also believe that it's God's plan for every person on their spiritual journey to know God, to find some freedom from your past so that you can discover your purpose and ultimately you can make a difference. And we exist as a church to help you on that journey. We hope you are inspired and encouraged by today's message. Let's jump in and let's get started. What's up, High Point Church? How's everybody doing? Yeah, 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 let's go. Well, uh, marriage night, you just heard a little bit about that. We wanted to show you a little bit about the dynamic of that night and definitely want to invite you uh, two weeks from today in the evening time, 5 to 8 p.m. Uh, for marriage night. You can sign up for that many of different ways. If you miss a QR code, it should be on the app and also on the website. You can always grab somebody on the team here, Kelly and I or somebody, and we'll be happy to get you, uh, get you connected with how you can sign up. Uh, but man, it's going to be an awesome night. This is our second annual one to do. Uh, so we did one last year. It went so well, uh, we began to kind of brainstorm as to what we could do this year, how we could make it better, and I really just want to encourage you, because I believe with all of my heart uh, that God wants your marriage to be strong. And uh, I believe that no matter what you've been through, no matter where you are in that, whether it's great or whether it's, it's rocky right now, I believe that God has a plan for restoration. God has a plan to get you to the end. The theme is forever and ever. And maybe just kind of resettle on that idea, man, that this, we're going to do this forever and ever. So uh, I want to invite you to come. It's going to be a great, great thing. I'm so glad that you guys are all here today. Again, you got the memo, second week in a row that we're meeting at 10 a.m., one service only. Uh, we're doing that to partner with our, our great partners here, Friendswood Independent School District, uh, and their drama department, which I came and saw the play on Thursday night, Brigadoon. It was, it's a fantastic show. They still have some shows tonight, I think, is their last day. Uh, so if you'd like something to do this afternoon or maybe tonight, I want to encourage you to come back and be a part and really Really support uh, the kids and the school district and that drama department. Uh, and really, I think you're going to be entertained. It really is a, a great drama. So with that being said, though, next week, we're back to two worship experiences, 9.15 and 11 a.m. Everybody say 9.15. Everybody say 11 a.m. So if you come at 10, you're either going to be late or early. It would still work, all right? Uh, either way, it's going to be good. All right, here we go. Let's jump in today. We're beginning a new series today entitled Bridges. And you're probably thinking to yourself, what does a bridge have to do with God or my relationship with God? Well, I'm glad you asked. We're going to pray, and I hope I'm going to be able to uh, shed some light on that for you today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you that we have this opportunity once again, God, to be together. God, it's been so powerful, God, this morning to be able to worship you. God, we can really sense your tangible presence right here with us. God, I thank you that today we're not just checking a box, that today we really are meeting with you, God, to worship you. And so, God, that you can also speak to our hearts. And God, I know that when you speak to us, through your word, God, that things can change in us. And God, that is my prayer today, that we would all leave here different 
than we showed up, that we would all leave here with some hope, with some faith, with, with the idea, God, that you love us and you care about us, and God, also with some practical things that we can walk out even this week in our own personal lives. God, we thank you for your effect upon our life. We thank you, God, for your presence and your relationship, and we ask right now, Father, that you would watch over your word and perform it in each life today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said... Amen, amen. Well, the, the title of today's message is Bridge Builder. Everybody say Bridge Builder. So the idea behind this is I wanna reveal to you who the greatest bridge builder is, and then I want you to begin to see that not only is God a, a phenomenal, the best bridge builder that there is, but also this concept that it is no longer you who live, but it's Christ that lives in you. And if Jesus Christ lives on the inside of you and he is a bridge builder, then I want you to be open to the concept that God also wants you to be a bridge builder. So uh, this really, though, is a collection of talks over the next several weeks about relationships. And if you think about relationships, any relationship is always about bringing two people together whether it's a marriage relationship, a relationship with your children or a coworker or maybe a friendship or, or maybe a professional relationship. It's always about bringing two things together so that that relationship is present and it's healthy and it's working the way that God designed it to work. So one of the best analogies that I could think of to be able to really demonstrate two things being connected together is a bridge. And the idea behind a bridge being just that, connecting two sides together, there has to be a conduit or a mechanism that God uses to be able to really connect people and things together. Uh, I want you to know this, and I put it in your notes, that life, your life and my life, life moves at the speed of relationships. Maybe you've heard the old adage that it's not what you know, it is See, you guys already understand it. It's this beautiful thing that, that life moves at the speed of relationship. And the older that I get, I have a, a better and stronger understanding of that than ever before. Life really does move at the speed of relationship. Now, I will tell you this, some relationships are functional. Come on, somebody. And some of you, if you're like me, maybe you grew up in a lifestyle that was a bit dysfunctional. Come on. Nobody wants to raise their hand with me today. Everybody's life's just perfect. Come on, come on. Everybody's good. Everybody loves each other. All things are well. Nobody says anything negative. Come on. I don't know about you, but where I grew up, it was a little bit dysfunctional. Uh, my parents got divorced uh, when I was seven years old. My dad was a workaholic. Uh, he was... Uh, uh, a, a police officer. He also had an extra job, so he worked, you know, 80 hours a week or something like that. In fact, most of my childhood, my dad was never around. And as a result of that, he was never around in his marriage either. And uh, as a result of that, it ended in divorce. And so for me, it meant that my life began to change. So there was a little bit of dysfunction in my life. And so I don't know that I grew up with any type of an example of what a great relationship was. So if you don't have the example, you really have to begin to seek out and so it was such a, a, a powerful thing in my life when someone invited me to go to a church and introduced me to the idea that there was a God that loved me, 
a God that had a plan and a purpose for my life and that what I was experiencing in my everyday life was not the way that God designed it. And I began to see this whole new way that through relationship with the Lord, that God has a plan for all relationships. This was a foreign concept to me, but I began to really kind of think about this. So I want you to know that relationships equal bridges. I want you to get that visual in your head and in your heart today that a relationship is just like a bridge. Now, how many of you know when someone says something to you that words have power? In fact, the Bible says this, that the power of the tongue uh, brings life or death. So you can speak life into a situation or you can speak death into a situation. But many times, and all of you, if you were to be very honest with yourself, you could look back on your life and you can remember someone saying something to you that maybe brought death to you, or I'm gonna say it like in a physical way, but it, it, it really didn't lift you up, it tore you down. And for whatever reason, you still hear those words, whether you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, you're never gonna be as good as your sibling, whatever it is, there's these words that begin to land. But I also want you to know that just how the enemy takes something like that and begins to plant seeds in your heart that you're not good enough, I also want you to know that we have the opportunity to serve a God that does it just the opposite. It's not about negativity, but God sees something awesome. He sees something amazing. When he looks at you, he thinks to himself, man, when I made that person, I just outdid myself. And I want to encourage you here today that there are also words that when you hear them, they can land and they can bring you life. I had the opportunity many years ago, I was a youth pastor and uh, we had a youth staff. So we had a team of people around us that helped us with the youth ministry that we led. And that team was about 30 people, most of them young adults. And those young adults, um, you know, some of them were a little bit older in age because we were youth pastors for, for uh, you know, 15 years. And so if, when you start, if they're 30, by, the, by you get to the end, we're all 45, you know what I'm saying? And so uh, uh, there was one of the guys that had some, some health issues. And he had had uh, uh, some kind of a surgery on one of his lungs. And uh, he had been in the hospital for several days. And so I went on a Sunday afternoon this was probably 20 something years ago. And I went to visit him in the hospital. He was a good friend of mine. And I wanted to pray for him. And have you ever just thought to yourself that sometimes you're going to do something good for somebody else and God kind of flips the script on you and all of a sudden that person begins to minister to you instead of you minister to them? And I got to his room and uh, there was nobody there. So I went down to the nurse's station. I'm like, where is he at? And he's like, what? she goes, well, he went down to have a procedure. He'll be back in a few minutes. There's a bench out there in the hallway. Why don't you just wait out there until he comes back? And I said, okay, great. She said, it'll just be a few minutes. So I sat there and I'm just, you know, pondering and thinking about things. And as I looked down the corridor of the hallway, and it was a long hall, I could see a bed kind of turning the corner down there. And I could see that it was my friend. And my friend was laying in the bed, but he was also kind of propped up a little bit. He looked actually really, really good. And so, you know, how many of you guys ever had an awkward moment? I mean, you know, long hallways of looking at people is an awkward moment. <laughs> He's just like, is he ever gonna get here? You know what I'm saying? And so you're just like, <laughs> you know, you're waving and you're like, hey. Uh, anyway, so he gets there, they roll him into the room. And I go in and I'm like, hey, I'm like, Mark, how you doing, man? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm recovering. I did this test. I think I'm going to be fine. He said, he said, but it's not enough about me. He said, when I turned the corner of the hallway, I looked at you sitting there on the bench 
and God said something to me about you. I'm like, Mark, I'm here to minister to you, brother. He's like, no, listen to this. God said, when I turned the corner and I looked at you, God said, Scott's a bridge builder. The bridge builder. Now, you may think that's kind of a strange thing to say because I thought it was a strange thing to say. I'm thinking, should I leave my youth ministry position and go build the Fred Hartman Bridge? I mean, I don't know. Is this, <laughs> the tunnel's not very good. Maybe we should just go back and I'll just go build the bridge. But the words landed in my heart and I didn't know that day exactly what they meant. But through living my life out and trying to live a life that is surrendered to the Lord, God began to show me different areas of my life to where I am a bridge builder, that, that God would use me in situations to connect two things together that could not be connected otherwise. And it's not a, oh, look at you, Scott. It's, a, it's that every single one of us has a calling and has a purpose. Whether you know that, have heard that before or not, I want, you to, I want to tell you today, you have a calling and you have a purpose. And I believe this, that God is the greatest bridge builder of all time. I believe that he has the ability to connect things together, to bring things back together, to be able to, 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 to reach over things, spans that you never dreamed could be connected. Maybe because you've messed it up and there's something that's been torn apart there. Maybe it's because you've never been connected there and you need to be connected there. But whatever it is, God is the greatest bridge builder. So when I begin to have the understanding that it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me and through me, if he's a bridge builder, I need to be a bridge builder. So what is a bridge? A bridge is to span or extend across something, to connect two things together. Bridges are used to create flow between two things. So here's the big question for today. The big question that I want all of us to ponder in our heart is this, what would happen? I love to ask questions. What would happen if we became bridge builders with God? What would happen in your marriage if you became a bridge builder? What would happen with your children if you became a bridge builder? What would happen in your relationship with God if you became a bridge builder? What would happen in your business if you became a bridge builder? What would happen with your neighbors if you became a bridge builder? What would happen in some broken relationships that you have if you became a bridge builder? What would happen if we all became bridge builders with God? What if we all begin to think about, man, God's done some great things. God has built a bridge to me in my life. He's extended his love to me. And so I'm able to be able to be connected with my creator and know that uh, my sins are forgiven, but also that he has a plan and a purpose for my life to be able to go forth and do something. So I wanna just, if you've never heard this before, I wanna speak something over you today and I want you to be able to receive it in your heart. You are a bridge builder. I want you to let those words kind of sink in and land on the inside. You, every single one of us here today, you are a bridge builder. How many of you know so many times someone says something to you or about you and you never really, let, you never grasp it until you hear somebody say it and then you start thinking, you know what? Maybe I am a bridge builder. Maybe God does want to use me in an area to be able to connect two things together. You say, Pastor Scott, where are you going with this? I'm going to get there. Y'all just sit tight, okay? 
God's a bridge builder and he wants us to be a bridge builder also. First of all, let me share this with you. The cross, the cross of of Jesus Christ, the cross is the bridge between heaven and earth. Jesus is the bridge between God and man. God said that he loved us all so much that he sent his, his only son, his only begotten son, to be able to lay down his life for all of us so that we could live and that we could have forgiveness of sins so that we could experience uh, you know, uh, 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 this connection back to our creator. We could be reconciled back to the one that created us in our life. And so the cross is the bridge between heaven and earth. Jesus is the bridge between God and man. And the Holy Spirit will help us find Jesus. But here's what I want you to know. And then once you find the relationship with Jesus, and I, I wanna encourage you, if you don't have relationship with the Lord, I just, I, I say this a lot, but I always wanna throw it out there. God is not a task. God is not a rule. God's not a bunch of rules that you, gotta, that you have to follow. In fact, I'm gonna just tell you right now, God doesn't care about any of the things that you're doing that you would perceive to be wrong. What he cares about is he cares about you. And if you begin to understand that God cares about you and he loves you and he gave up his life for you and he built this bridge to you so that you could really begin to, to be reconciled back to your creator and you could see God not as a bunch of rules like I did for so long. I never had relationship. I just knew I couldn't do this and couldn't do this and it seemed like a big drag and I didn't wanna do it. But once I realized that God loves me, now that I step into relationship with him and I talk to him and he talks to me, we talk about big things and important things, and we talk about random things. How I many you know a close relationship, you can talk about little stuff too? I had a conversation with God this week, and I'm like, God, why are you taking hair off the back of my head and putting it on my back? Like, I don't know. When I was young, I had no hair on my back and plenty of hair on my head. Now... I'm like, bro, I got to get one of them. I mean, I'm like, what's happening here? You know, when you're in the mirror and the light hits it just right, you got one, and you're like, dang. Am I the only one? Come on. I'm just, we're just talking reality here today. Come on. But I'm trying to communicate to you that you can have a relationship with God. It's not about what you can't do. What about what you get to do? By the way, what do I get to do? You get to be a bridge builder. Come on, you get to connect two things together. God might just want to use you and your life and your voice and your actions to do something amazing for somebody else. I'm preaching way better than y'all are getting today. Whether you know it or not, your whole life is always about getting to know God and stepping into relationship with him. Whether you know it or not, that's what your whole life is about. Once you make that decision, though, to follow after God, now your life is about let me help be the hands and the feet of Jesus to bridge a build to other to build a bridge to other people. So it's important that you see there's a shift when that happens. A bridge builder is someone who takes the two parts of a bridge and puts them together so that two things can have flow between them. I grew up in Baytown, and so many times in Baytown, you didn't always work. Many people worked at the Baytown Exxon Refinery, or they drove over to 225, which didn't used to be a highway, and you would drive over to 225, and you would go to, to work at a plant over there. 
Well, back when I was a kid, there was a two-lane tunnel called the Baytown LaPorte Tunnel. You guys, anybody remember that? Okay. And so many times uh, you had to go sit in line at the tunnel because there was lots of people at rush hour going one way or the other, and you had to sit there for hours to go through. How many of you know uh, uh, tunnel vision is not as good as bridge vision? Come on, I'm going to say that again. Tunnel vision is not as good as bridge vision. Somebody's sitting there thinking while they're, in the, while they're sitting there and they're like, you know what? I don't know whose idea it was to put a tunnel underneath the ship channel like 100 feet deep and put two lanes in there when there's, I don't know, 100,000 people a day driving through here. What if we built an eight-lane or 10-lane bridge? What if we did it better than we've been doing it? But until you see a bridge, you're only going to think about the tunnel. You're going to keep doing things the way you've always done things, keep being frustrated, but God is saying, I've got a new way. I want you to know I am the bridge builder. I want you to receive the bridge that I am extending to you today, but I also want you to be a bridge builder for somebody else. So in order to build a bridge, though, you're going to have to go to the other side. Now, remember, bridges are about relationships. So we can talk about relationship with God. We're going to talk about other relationships today that we all need to have these bridges in our life what about your relationships? What about some broken relationships in your life right now? In order to be a bridge builder, you have to go to the other side. Can you imagine being a bridge builder and never going to the other side? Some of y'all just, the bridge is half built. Look what I did, God. God's like, it's not finished, man. You might want to go to the other side and start on that side. You might want to die to yourself and go over here and begin to listen to what this person really is all about. I'm preaching better. Come on. Here we go. All right, let's, let's give some scripture. Colossians chapter one, verse number 17 to kind of lay a little foundation here today. He is before all things. This is talking about God. He is before, God is before all things. What things, pastor? All things. The things that you're concerned about, the things that, that you uh, know a lot about, the things you know a little bit about, but the things that you're concerned about, he is before all things. He's before you, he's before me, he was before the heavens and the earth, the sun, the moon, the stars. He is the creator of all those things, so he is before all things, and catch this, and in him all things do what? Hold together, or we could say it this way without changing what it actually means. In him, all things are being held together because he's a bridge. He's connecting two things together. Galatians chapter two, verse number 20. The apostle Paul says it this way, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Just wrap your mind around that idea. So once you step into relationship with the Lord, it is no longer I who live. Another way you could say that is, I'm no longer living my life for myself. And let me just tell you right now, there is no such thing as a selfish bridge builder. It's impossible. If you decide to be a bridge builder, you cannot be selfish anymore. So it goes on to say, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's who? It's Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in this flesh, in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God 
So we're beginning to say here, okay, when I step into relationship, it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in this flesh, in this mortal body, I now live by faith in the Son of God. Or you could say it this way, I now live by faith in the bridge who is the Son of God. Then it goes on to say this, who loved me and gave himself up for me. So we're talking about the greatest bridge of all time, and this scripture is telling you the characteristics of a successful bridge. Loved me. It doesn't say he loved himself. Jesus cared so much about the world that he loved himself, and he just did it because he was all into himself. It doesn't say that. It says he gave his life because he loved you. And he gave himself up. He died to himself literally on the cross. He gave up his physical life, his physical body. He gave it up so that you and I could live. The perfect picture of what a bridge actually is. What if you just took that one concept and idea and begin to think about your marriage? This life I now live in the flesh in my marriage, I live by faith in the Son of God. And if God loved me, what if I love my wife? If God loved me, what if I love my husband? Now, now we all could check that box. Well, that's why we got married, Pastor Scott. We, we, we loved each other or we love each other. I mean, I love him. I don't like him anymore, but I love him. <laughs> Here's the part we struggle with. And gave himself up for Seek ye first the advancement of the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. What that scripture means is if you do it God's way and you die to yourself and you're like, man, if, who's gonna look out for me, pastor, if I don't take, look out for myself? No, no. It's, it's a whole concept of faith that when you die to yourself and you begin to live your life for the other person or the other thing that you're trying to connect together, I want you to understand God does it upside down and backwards. When you die to yourself, everything that you're trying to accomplish in your own power and ability, God can do it for you supernaturally if you'll just do it his way. But it has to be a lifestyle. It has to be an an area of life where you're like, yeah, I'm gonna live my life that way. I can see it. That's how it was with Christ. Now let me begin to be that for other people. So it's no longer we who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. Christ is the bridge that lives in you and that makes you a bridge builder. Let me read a, a story to you. Luke chapter five, verses one through 10 And then I'm gonna give you five different bridges that you need to have in your life. First one is this. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Jacinaret, the people were crowding around him. I want you to see the word crowd. Everybody say crowding. The people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. So I want you to get the picture of what's happening. Jesus is teaching a crowd. They are pressing in on him and he's backing up to the edge of the lake. And he looks around and he sees these two boats over here and he says, okay, I'm gonna approach these fishermen and I'm gonna get into one of their boats. So it says this, verse number three, he got into one of the boats, that that one or the one belonging to Simon, which is Peter, Simon Peter, and asked him to to put out a little way from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat But when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out a little bit deeper into the deep water, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. 
And Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything. Master, we have, I want you to understand, we've been doing this all night. I've been doing it my way for all night. I've been doing it my way for for a month. I've been doing it my way for all my life. I've been living my life for myself, doing it my way, my way, my way, my entire life, and it has not worked. Somebody's gonna get this. Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but... And this is where it all switches. This is where it could switch for you to begin to be a bridge builder. But it says, but because you say so. Because, Lord, you say so. Because I know something about your word. You're not a man that you can lie. That when you say something, it becomes reality in that moment. If I surrender myself to your will and I say, let it be so in my life. So because you say so, I will let down my nets. And I know he's thinking again, because that's what I'd be thinking. Not in the scripture. (laughs) When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So first of all, let me just share this with you, that when they did what God told them to do, come on, somebody. When they did what God told them to do, the results were exponentially greater than what they could do in their own ability. This is the moment where they begin to think, okay, I'm not gonna do it my way because I'm not very good at building bridges. I'm gonna do it God's way because he's amazing at building bridges. And by the way, how many of you know they didn't sit there and think, oh man, we caught so much fish. Look, he ruined our net. The nets are breaking. Let me tell you something right now. When God gets involved, he might just break a few things around you. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, the miracle is in the breaking. Literally, the miracle was in the broken net. And what you think is broken may not be broken at all. It may just be God about to show you his power and what he can really do when you say, because you say so, I'm gonna follow after you with all my life. Because you say so, I let down my nets, the nets begin to break, caught so much a big number of fish. So this is where it gets good. So they signaled their partners in the other boats to come and help them. I like to say it this way. They got on the, the text thread with their small group. Come on, somebody. And they said, hey, listen, we're catching some fish over here. We're going to need some help to get this load in. And they begin to show up. So they signaled their partners in the other boats, come to help them, and they came and they filled both boats so full that they began to sink. Oh no, now he's ruining my boat. (laughs) When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and he said, go away from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. At this moment, they knew about Jesus because he was in the area and he was doing things, but he didn't know Jesus yet. He didn't, he didn't come up and call Simon by name, which he could have, and get, got into his boat that day. He didn't do that. What he basically did, though, is now, because of their interaction with Jesus, they are realizing who he is. And now, it's interesting that the first thing he thinks after he sees all of this is, is go away from me, Lord, because I'm a sinful man. I'm going to tell you right now, when Jesus shows up on the scene in your life, there's no doubt in anybody's mind that God is there. 
And I love this. The first thing that I would do too is begin to look at myself like, well, how did he help me? I'm horrible. Do you even know how I've reacted sometimes? You know what I've said to people? You know what I've done to people? You guys are all thinking, you're the pastor. I don't know if I'm doing it, what are y'all doing? (laughs) Can we just be honest with each other? I know on Sunday we're supposed to be perfect, you know what I'm saying? How many of you know church is made up of imperfect people? Come on, we're all trying to figure it out. We're all trying to get on the bridge. We're all trying to be a bridge builder. Let me tell you something about being a bridge builder. And I got way more content than I need here. Y'all okay for a few more minutes? Let me land this. I thought to myself when Jesus was being crowded against the lake, we know that Jesus can walk on the water. Why did Jesus get into the boat when he can walk on water? Why does Jesus get into your boat, your life, when he can walk on the water? Because he cares more about you than he does that. And just because he can doesn't mean that's what he's gonna do in every situation. He really wants to get into your boat and begin to tell you, listen, if you'll do it my way, you're gonna catch more, you're gonna do more, and all of a sudden, you're gonna see that I'm a bridge builder for you, and then I'm gonna, then, then let's just read the rest of the story. He goes on to say this. And for he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken, verse number 10, y'all stay with me. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. Some of y'all are like, Pastor, when you told me I was a bridge builder, I was afraid. I'm just being honest. This is Jesus' words to you. Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for, can y'all see it? People. If I pause, you're supposed to finish the sentence, okay? It's okay. Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for Come on, y'all. Man, come on. Y'all are good. Let's go. So from now on, you will fish for people. People. It's interesting that to me, then the same interaction with Jesus, where Simon Peter met Jesus, surrendered his life to Christ. Jesus did an amazing miracle in his life. And in the same, very same interaction, he says, you're no longer going to do this. You're now going to do this. This is what I'm trying to say. Your whole life is about finding Jesus until you do. But once you do it, Jesus is right here saying, now listen, no longer is it just going to be about that. Now you're going to be about this. You're not just going to receive the bridge that I've given you. Now I want you to go and be a bridge builder. I got to move. I got to move. Here we go. Romans 11:36. For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever and ever, amen. Let me give you real quick, five five bridges that you need, catch this, I I just added this in so it's not in your notes, five bridges that you need and you need to be. Okay, so wrap your mind when you see these bridges, five bridges that you need to receive and five bridges that you need to be which means once you have received this, how many of you know you can't give out what you don't have? But once you receive it, how many of you know now you can duplicate that? Come on. Because now you have something, now you can give it out. Here we go. Bridge number one is the God bridge. Been talking about it for the whole message. This is Jesus. You need 
a relationship with the Lord. We go to school to stimulate our mind. We go to the gym to fix our bodies. What about the part of you that's gonna live forever? Invest in that part of yourself, a relationship with Christ. John 14, six, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father except through me. I remember my pastor that I grew up underneath. He was a bridge, he was a bridge builder for me. He saw something in me that I didn't see in myself way before anybody else could see it. And he's the one that led me to the Lord and said, listen, this is the way you should live your life. The second bridge you need to have is a family bridge. Everybody say family bridge. This is spouse, parents, and kids. And this could have been three different points, but I know you probably don't have, you probably wouldn't listen to eight points, so I put it in three, okay? okay. We was gonna have five points, and there's gonna be three in this one. Family bridge, spouse, parents, kids. Sometimes we're so busy with outside relationships that we forget the inside relationships. I'm gonna say that again. Sometimes we're so busy with outside relationships, outside the family, that we forget the ones inside our family. God's design for marriage, we'll talk about that one first, is a bridge. Remember when I, when I met Kelly for the first time? I met Kelly in the seventh grade. A friend of mine invited me to a, a church dance. We were crazy in the 80s. Let's go to church, let's dance, you know what I'm saying? I grew up Methodist. Come on, MYF anywhere, let's go. Two of you, great. So we used to have these Methodist churches and my friend invited me to go to a church dance. And it's one of those ones where you're thinking, man, we're gonna get there, there's gonna be so many girls, this is gonna be awesome. And we got there and there was two girls and 15 guys. Wah, wah, wah. So we were, took initiative, come on somebody. We were a bridge builder, come on somebody. And we went over and we asked the girls to dance. But I let my friend pick the girl he wanted first. Big mistake, don't do that. (laughs) So my friend asked Kelly to dance and I got to ask her sister to dance. They're 13 months apart. It has been awkward for the last 30 years at Thanksgiving though. So I'm sitting there, I'm dancing with, with the sister thinking that I really wish, wish I was dancing with her. And so I'm, I'm man, the REO Speedwagon song comes on. And so I'm looking over her sister's shoulder at Kelly and I'm like, I can't fight this feeling anymore. I've forgotten what I started fighting for. Time to put this ship into the shore. Throw away the oars forever. Come on. Because I can't fight this feet. Come on. Come on. Y'all leaving me hanging like that? We're, having, we're just having some fun. We're just having some fun. <laughs> and even as I wonder, I'm keeping you in sight over the top of your shoulders, uh, your sister's shoulder. <laughs> You're a candle in the window. On a cold, dark winter's night. I know I can't sing, guys. Y'all, you could help me. Justin, which could be, come out here and sing with me. The point I'm making is that it's important that we invest in our relationships, our marriage. We're going to talk about that at marriage night. Our kids. It's important that uh, you know, uh, our, if, if you have, if you're a kid, to be able to, to have a good relationship with your parents is very, very important. Proverbs 22:6 it says this: Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. Ladies and gentlemen. 
I'm just going to tell you right up straight front, okay? Straight right up front. Here we go. Get your kids to church. Life change is happening in the presence of God. And I'm not saying it can't happen somewhere else, but I'm telling you, we invest in them in so many different ways, other places. Bring your kids to church. Having summit night tonight, it's not about coffee and pizza or whatever it is they're having. It's about getting them in the presence of God so that they can get on that bridge and realize that their life can be changed forever. <laughs> Genesis 2, 24, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. Exodus 20, 12, honor your father and mother. So I talk to the parents, kids, I'm gonna talk to you now. Don't be, don't, be, don't be talking back to your parents. God put them in your life to be able to be a guide to you, to be a help to you, to be able to get you going in the right direction. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land of the Lord your God has given you. This is another way that it actually says this. If you wanna live a long life, obey and honor your mom and dad. Mom and dad. Number three, you need a mentor bridge. Remember, you either need this or you need to be this for somebody else. I had a guy, I started working at the church when I was a youth pastor at in the summer of when I was 16 years old. And they put me to work with a guy that was 55 years old. And we had, I thought, nothing in common. Over the next several years, he died in 2007. I worked with him from that day on for many, many years, you know, on and off, but for many, many years. His name was John Shipley. He became like a father to me. Here's the scripture. 1 Thessalonians 2.8. So we cared for you because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. John Shipley noticed that I needed a father figure in my life. And he would sit there in that truck every Monday and he would tell me things. He would open up his life and say, hey, you should do it this way. You should do it that way. God says to do it this way. Hey, you should probably, you should not do that anymore. And he just began to mentor me. How many of you know we all need a mentor? But if somebody mentored you, if somebody got you where you are, you should begin to, to look around and say, who can I be a bridge to to be a mentor to somebody else? John 15, 12. Let me just say this. The, the fourth one is this. I've got two left. Fourth one is this divine connections bridge. You say, Pastor Scott, that sounds weird. What is that? I believe that God is setting people in your life even right now and God is putting there for a divine connection or a godly connection. I don't wanna to be too spiritual with it. It's a godly connection and God is saying, I'm putting this person in your life. For me, in both situations, someone else that was, I felt like God sent them to me, they saw something in me that I did not see in myself. But what happened is I begin to move my thought process about myself and I begin to move out of the rut that I was in and say, maybe I'm not just called to be this maybe God's got something else for me to do I was a youth pastor for many years like I said 15 years working as an associate pastor and a friend of mine from high school calls me up says I want to have lunch I go and I have lunch with him he says hey listen and he's a, a very successful guy I mean very successful guy and he's my age 51 now and he's already retired so he's doing good so he, he comes to me, he sits me down at lunch. He said, hey, listen, I have a friend of mine. And this friend was a professional baseball player at the time. And he said he just signed a, a contract 
$200 million contract. And part of his contract is he has to have a life coach with him all the time because he's gotten off track a couple of times. And they want him to have somebody that travels with him. And I want to offer you the job. And I said, why would you pick me? He said, because I've watched you for years and you've done things a specific way and I've seen you be faithful to something. And, and to be honest with you, I also can look at your kids and I can see that your kids love the Lord. And I said, okay. So he said, what I wanna do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fly you out to California. I want you to meet the family. I want you to go on the games. I want you to meet his agent. I want you to pray about it. So we did all of that. We prayed about it. Kelly's like, we're moving to Newport Beach. I'm like, no, we're not. I didn't know it, but we're starting a church in Friendswood. Listen, no. It was the first time in my life that somebody saw something different in me that I saw in myself. And I really questioned, like, why would he ever ask me that? Why would he ever ask me that? I could go and I could tell you story after story after story about divine connections in your life. You need to understand that God is trying to do that for you right now, but you also just might be a divine connection for somebody else. I live my life now looking for people that I can help. What can I do for that person specifically to be a divine connection for that person? John 15, 12, my, can, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Don't you love it when Jesus just keeps it simple? Hey, listen, I loved you. I'm a bridge for you. Why don't you love other people and be a bridge for somebody else? The fifth one is this and final one. The church bridge. You need a church bridge in your life. If you're not connected to a church, grounded, rooted, putting your roots down, if you're not connected, you need a church bridge in your life. Every one of these relationships in my life have been helped and bettered because I've been connected to a church my whole adult life. I wanna encourage you specifically here, growth track. Many of you are like, man, I hear you talk about growth track. What is that? And I know the terminology can be a little bit confusing. It's, it's a fancy word. Number one, we want you to grow. We thought it was a good, good term. It's a fancy word for our new members class. It's your next step. If you're, if you're new here, get connected. That's what it's about. Like find out about the church, how we do things, what we do. We answer all the questions in there. Kent and Sonia Postman do a great job of leading that area. They'll be happy to, to connect with you. They have a whole team of people that help them with that. We do it, a, we do it every month. So I wanna encourage you to, to go to Growth Track. Small groups, next week, we're not just turning six. Come on, that's exciting. But we're also starting small group semester next, next Sunday. I wanna encourage you. You know, find, they're gonna put a QR code up in just a second about small groups. Put, just get your phone out, scan that QR code. It's an actual form where you can begin to say, what type of small group you'd be looking for and somebody will contact you and, and help you find a good small group. If you're already in a group, just put it in there. No, no problem, no big deal, but get into a small group. And then join the dream team. You do that through going through growth track, but get on the team. Our church is growing, praise the Lord. I mean, I'm excited about it. Come on, everybody. Church is growing. Friendswood and the surrounding areas are feeling the effect of what God is doing here. We're, we're a bridge. I look at you and I look at all the bridges going out from this, this hub right here. Look at all that. It's like a spiritual vision, right? So we're bridge building. We're all bridges on different areas, different influence, different spheres of influence. I don't want to encourage you to have the church bridge. Get connected to the church. Hebrews 10, 
24 and 25, and I am really closing with this, not my second closing. This is my last one, okay? Let us think of ways. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And to let us not neglect our meeting together. Church is important, ladies and gentlemen. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that you know the day of his return is drawing near. A lot of people don't like to talk about that because it kind of seems like the end of the world or something, but you can look around and you can see that we're closer today than we were 10 years ago. I mean, you know, we live in a crazy place. It doesn't disturb me, it doesn't bother me. I don't live my life thinking about that, consumed by that. Why? Because I know what my calling is. Love others the way that I've loved you. It really is that simple. So I want to invite you. Take advantage of the bridge that is High Point Church if you don't have a church home. Get on that bridge. Let me just tell you something, and I don't want to connect this with the church point for sure. But I do want to just say this. There's no such thing as, as a perfect bridge or a perfect church. The only one that's perfect is, is Jesus. So he, I guess, is a perfect bridge. But other than that, once we take on his characteristics, we're doing it. But how many know we're imperfect? The point I'm trying to make is I've, I've been a bridge builder. Sometimes people walk on you. Sometimes people drive over you. Sometimes in relationships in life, it may seem like it's one-sided. I'm here to tell you right now, change your mentality of that and say, you know what? I'm doing it for a bigger and a greater cause because people matter. You matter. Your family matters. The community matters. The things that we're doing, they matter. All right, I'm done or I'll keep preaching. Y'all stand up. Everybody stand up. Give the Lord a big hand clap today. I'm gonna have the prayer team come down to the front real quick. I wanna pray for you before we go. Just give me just a second to pray for you. Prayer team, come down to the front. If you're here today and you would say this, you say, you know, Pastor Scott, first of all, every, every head bowed, every eye closed, just real quick. If you're here today and you'd like to say yes to Jesus, that very first bridge, the God bridge, you know that's not right. Maybe you've never received the Lord. Maybe you don't know what that is, but you'd like to know what that is and get that first bridge right. If that's you today, just raise your hand up right where you are very quickly. Thank you so much. I see your hand. You can pull it back down. Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay. All right, if you're here today and you say, you know, Pastor Scott, the Lord is really in encouraging me and I really am taking those words to heart that you said today, I wanna be a bridge builder. Raise your hand up. Both of my hands are up. Come on, all over the place. You wanna be a bridge builder. All right, let's all say this prayer together. Everybody say, Father, forgive me of all my sins. God, I love you and I know you love me. God, forgive me of these sins. And I say that Jesus is my Lord and my savior. God, thank you for loving and caring about me. God, help me to be your hands and your feet, to be a bridge to other people. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you for joining us. If you've been encouraged by our ministry, we would love for you to like, subscribe, and share this video. If you'd like to help us to continue spreading the message of Jesus all around the world through giving, or you'd like more information on our Sunday services, you can visit us online at myhighpointchurch.com or you can follow us on social media at myhighpointchurch.